folks, I'm sure proud of them kids. They are talented, aren't they? You know, it's just a shame they can't read or write. There's like 10, 10 kids in that whole family who are all making music, they're doing music together, and they have a podcast called Into the Dorfelverse, where the brothers all sit down together and talk about the, the music they make and what kind of bangers they think that they have, and it's fantastic to listen to. You're listening to Into the Dorfelverse. Episode 4. Let's freaking go! I'm Sir TJ the Raffle. And I am Shredward. And I'm Curtis Drums. And I'm Cousin Mike. And today we have an extra special guest, founding member of the band since 10 years old, the one, the only, Ben Dorfel. Yes. Although I have sad, uh, sad news for you, Mikey. I was actually four. I was not 10. I was four. They well, stole I, my life from me. I figure me. you, by by the time you were 10, you were a founding member. 10 was of the what earliest became... recorded yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, document. That's, that's actually not true either. Have you heard of our album, First Try? Okay. Yeah, he's, he, Ben's taking us to school yeah. right away. I remember a lot of things. All right. Well, we'll get into that. But just for a little overview today, we're going to be talking about the early days, kind of what Ben's given away there. Um, we're also going to touch on our mom and dad a little bit because we haven't been giving them quite enough credit. But And then we're going to have a little live jam. And then we'll pick a song. Ooh, that we have. And we'll have. play our game of what song is next. Yeah, song? And we have Cousin Mike on the bass sitting in today. Wait, Cousin Mike? Cousin Mike! <laughs> cousin Mike. <laughs> the debut performance with uh, someone needs to have the mute button ready. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll fix it in post. Fix it in post. Auto-tune. We'll do it live. Yeah. Fix it in post. Yeah, well, we will do it live, <laughs> but we will mess with it in post. <laughs> well, anyways, our special guest today really isn't a special guest. He's like a key like core member of the band and he's just been way too busy for us little podcasters to get on his own podcast. He wanted us to get our little show off the ground before he uh, dropped in and He wanted to make sure it was going to be worth it. Yeah, he's like let me yeah. let me know if any yeah, anything I'm comes not, of that guy. I'm not trying to get over here so that, you know, we can throw this thing up and like I don't know, six people listen to it. I need at least eight people to listen to and, it. And let me tell you, Ben I does like not seven. Ben does not work in in just sats alone, okay? Yeah. Yeah. My my uh, identity is in sats and other things. <laughs> All right, Ben. Uh, what is your earliest memory of playing in the band? Uh, well, my memory's shot. <laughs> Wait, let's let's hear his earliest memory, then his earliest <laughs> yeah. memory. Of earliest memory, <laughs> all things considered. Well, uh, I have I have a few snippets of our childhood at the farm. Uh, but I don't really have any full memories. I just kind of did. They involve shooting Red Rider BB guns. I do remember when Joe dropped my Red Rider BB gun in the pond. Did they involve any whippings? Yes. Yeah. Mercy from the chickens. From I remember story. having to save you from the chickens. <laughs> yeah. There's so pass. many stories. This could that be counts. a really bad bunny trail. We shouldn't go down. <laughs> but to answer the first question, I vaguely, very vaguely remember the. Uh, do you guys remember the the festival? that we got tricked into playing. It's actually a competition. Oh, yeah, it's called... That um, was the first time we ever played in front of everyone. That was called Fiddler's Grove in Fiddler's North Carolina. Grove in North Carolina, mm -hmm. and we got tricked into playing that... Uh, did, did, did our friends say it was like an open mic or something? Somehow they tricked us into playing it, and we didn't know it was a competition, but we played, and we ended up getting second place. But what was funny is it was the first time we played in front of anybody, and my dad... <clears throat> our dad he 
came up with this bright idea to crack the ice, uh, to break the ice. And when we went up to play, he asked me if I would sing the first song. And I was like, nah, dude, not happening. Everybody was too nervous. Basically. Yeah, everybody's really nervous. And so dad like is like, frick, that was going to like break the ice. Give us the time frame. Ben, how old were you? I think time? I was four. Yeah, probably okay. four. And then so dad leans down and he goes, hey, I'll give you a dollar. And so I was your like, dad was on the bass and your mom was on the guitar. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. The get, get fiddle. Get fiddle. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I was four and just trying to break the ice at this first time playing on a stage. And dad's like, yeah, I'll give you a dollar. And I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so remember this guy singing some of our, our, you know, really cool songs like Don't Forget Me and Bloodshot Lies really started off, right? Wait, Would you, you guys released that? Do you have an intro for him, Mike? Or do you want me to... This oh, is the classic yeah, yeah. Ben song that I remember. <laughs> okay. We have an older one. Yeah, we don't have to listen, listen to this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. You can just hear the personality coming through. Just imagine the expression on the little kid's face as he sings this. You don't even have to know what the kid looks like. Just, yep. look, just think about his expression. Beautiful. Nice and nasally. Bluegrass. Wow. Yeah, I found it. I found an intro earlier that could have been right around that time. This is oh well, this is ten year old man intro, and yeah, maybe and it's not worth it. So that's. I want to hear. I'm also interested in, in hearing, you know, how you described about uh, the gig in Fiddler's Grove. I'm interested in what you can recall about, let's call it the business side of the band, where, you know, Tommy D is taking the uh, phone calls in the driver's seat of the camper, rolling down the road, figuring out what gigs you're going to next. Gosh. I want to hear your impressions, your first impressions of how that was, <laughs> how that was, because I think that's like a key part of the band life. Well, I think one, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one story that sums up kind of the environment really well is we were in, I did, exactly we did where you're a, going. We did a tour where we went out to California and we were cruising down, I don't remember what highway, some major California highway, like 90 lanes of traffic in our bus. And dad is on the phone, like trying to book shows while we're driving down the highway, which I think was illegal at the time. But and, and he probably dad. had his planner out too. Probably yeah, he probably had his down. planner and whatnot. <laughs> Mom's right there. And we're in a motorhome and a lot of motorhomes had the TV like set right above the driver's seat. And so we're like bumping down the road and somehow the TV, the globe, <laughs> the globe TV, TV yeah. that probably weighed like 90 <laughs> pounds, like bounced out of its hatch. And fell on Tad's head. Oh like glass God. glass yeah. on the bald head. Just yeah. I think we were on Kentucky hot Guys, roads. I know why it was No, loose. it was in California. It literally oh, fell I, I out of it. I remember why it was loose. I, I remember too, and I can I, I confess that we were actually, and I think it was mainly me, but maybe Kurt, we were like messing with the TV trying to get some stuff to work <laughs> earlier. Before we, we forgot to secure it in after when we started driving. So you almost killed Dad. You yeah. almost ended our career. Yeah. I'm we, guessing we almost you drove off the side of a mountain. <laughs> yep. I'm guessing you didn't fess up to that the same day. <laughs> No. I never even heard you guys fess up to that no, until no. now. I actually, yeah. Eddie, I think it was because we were desperate to watch hockey games and we were trying to hook up the satellite. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, because we we had to like pull it in and out of like the spot like all yeah. the time, and just we were, so I we think, were I think we, got, we got lazy one time. Yeah. And just didn't, like, so, but back. to answer the question, not yeah. to bunny trail too hard. Yeah, like Dad 
driving down a California major highway. He was highway. probably on the phone too. On the phone to talking show. to someone. And I remember he said this. The TV hit him, like fell out. And he goes, oh, and you hear the guy <laughs> on the phone go, are you okay? What just happened? He said, a TV just fell off my head. <laughs> and he keeps, he keeps he just, going. Dude, the bus didn't even move. We we're just like an arrow down the highway. <laughs> Guys, we need, we need like fan art of a TV, like squash us head, like a cartoon character. <laughs> yeah, it like cracks in half on the bald head. The TV cracks in half. Yeah, his head's like just, un, it's a, there's nothing wrong with his head. It's perfectly shining, oh my glowing. God. Don't worry, guys. I'll make our fan art. Yeah. Oh, so I don't know do. if that, I don't know if that answers your question. Right, well, we I think, That's I up, we're gonna let yeah. our redheaded ten-year-old guitar pick his dad. here, and his name's Ben. He's been messing with us for a little over a year now, and he's gonna sing one for you, and he's gonna dedicate this song to, to our friend Ashley, who's listening back home. Sound like Jake? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Already I, hitting on babes at ten. I I feel like I got I got pressured into that one. I remember pressure at that that whatever that was. Like it was like th- there was a script you're supposed to stick to. Yeah, like mm-hmm. someone said, like, because, "Hey, say this," because, because they're listening. We were and, recording yeah. that. Lo- we were playing live on a radio. I remember sh- that show or something somewhere, and uh, so they were supposedly listening. The intro to that. Uh, yeah, I just feel like what I was getting at was I think like TJ liked that girl, and <laughs> yeah. she liked that song. Me and Miles did. Yeah, and yeah, and so they were like, "Hey, do this because you get a kick out of it," and I was just like. Sure. This is, this is <laughs> like, actually pretty like, funny whatever. on this radio show. Okay. On the intro, he calls yeah. you TG. It's like, oh, and there's TG. For a second, and this is with great, great attention, I would like to present this band. This is a phenomenal story right here. All the way from Springville, New York, that, that uh, belt, that snow belt. And we have, it's like the uh, lineup for the Green Bay Packers. Right? <laughs> New York area, so it'd be like the Buffalo Bills. Oh, we have many, many members. And actually, we have 12 members of the family here. I believe about 9 or 10 will be playing. And first up, we have Tom and on the bass fiddle. Then we have, uh, I guess... Can you introduce the whole band before we play? And we have the microphone feedback. He's says Eddie on the mandolin, Ben on the guitar. Then we have, let me see, Joey, Kurt, Garrett, Tommy, Charlie, and I'm missing one other, I believe. Bobby. Shout out. Okay, Kim's in the background saying, Bobby. I really want a Heartlands welcome. Let's give a big hand for this phenomenal family, the Dorfil family. Yay. Go Dorfils. <laughs> that was fun. Wait, I need to hear that song. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. So I want to hear it, too, about. Where was that? That so, was a radio show. Pennsylvania, WDVR radio I think it was show. In New Jersey. Welcome to WDVR, West Virginia Bluegrass. Whoever got that WDVR was really forward thinking. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway, what was your question? You had a thought. Oh, right? no. I, you, yeah, I was asking about kind of the business side of the show, and then we got into the story about the yeah. TV falling. Uh, on the head, which while, I was hoping while was he was doing business, yeah, that that was the business, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. But but there was a significant amount of uh, let's say business that happened between when you guys started out as a band and when you kind of settled into Key West, right? There was mm-hmm. uh, there was different phases, right? There was a yeah. uh, um, Branson, Missouri phase. I mean, do, do you, should should we lie like kind of lay it out on like a timeline? Yeah, yeah. What's funny is. Through the last couple episodes, I feel like we've heard different versions of like the origin stories, <laughs> but like each one I've I listening to it, I'm like, oh, you guys should have said this part. <laughs> like classic is like dad when mom found a banjo in grandpa's barn, where all banjos should be in barns. 
Thanks. I think I think TJ actually mentioned it. I don't know if it was on our podcast or uh, might have been bulls with Yeah, I don't think it was ours. But that's like that's epic moment because then that like got the bull the whole ball rolling of instruments because then mom started learning banjo. Then TJ heard it, liked it. He started learning it. Then mom was like, "I'll play mandolin." Then Eddie heard it, and then she got guitar, and then I heard it, and it was like mom started. All these instruments. The mom then, was playing drums. It was like I heard it. Yeah. Mom hated yeah. driving Mom's- anywhere, but she would drive us to music lessons. Like, mm-hmm. she yeah, would she would drive anywhere. That's true. I never thought she, about yeah, that. Yeah, she would drive us to music lessons like yeah. every week. Yeah. Oh, okay. And not to bunny trail too hard, but while we're on mom and dad, we have to just give them proper shout out because the last couple maybe were we've been roasting them. Yeah. So mom was a music education major. Ed- music education major. And she dropped out from stage fright, not from lack of talent. Mom can like sight read music and, and play. And I think whatever. that was actually the context within which it came up on the first show, and it may have gone sideways. Yeah, maybe where sideways. the confusion came. And he in. said little words like, "Oh, they weren't pro musicians." No, no, I think I no, 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 no. It didn't start like, with me. They didn't I have was... record deals. Kurt, do yeah, not accuse him. The the confusion was, I think, that we were trying to express how they didn't grow up in the music yeah. business or yeah. have any experience yeah. in which you did say that i think just like the that. angle and i think it made it sound like they weren't musical at all and they while they weren't professional like you know out touring musicians they definitely they were, had a they weren't yeah they were once we started doing it and they put us in front so yeah. that they, they didn't have to worry about stage yeah. right but the proper yeah, yeah, again it. the origin story is just that mom but they definitely deserve a lot yeah. more credit than yeah mom was know, in school for music and dad everybody. also played first chair trumpet yeah, played so. Spanish Flea like a boss. Oh, Spanish like a, like Flea, a boss. Yeah. Oh, so that, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, the origin, the origin stories. And Dad held down the bass for at Long least time, half yeah. the band life. Yeah, and, and, until Joey got old enough, and we we found out he could do it, and we're like, hey, you got to mm-hmm. do this. Do but, you remember what? Sorry, go ahead. So uh, the, to just to answer your question, simply and hopefully quickly, and you guys could jump in. Uh, I remember it just starting really simple at like churches and just friends like really low key yeah and then it just like really organically just dad's phone yeah, like started ringing a barbecue and they're yeah like, Come it play just started ringing more and more and we started traveling a little bit and then it developed to the point where dad like had to choose he's like i can't do we i can't do construction and this i i'm either i'm gonna have to start saying no to people to go out and play because i have to work or i gotta say no to work yeah we were getting calls from town concerts and festivals in our area yeah and then so uh, that super like developed into living on our bus where we we did that for what once, five years yeah once uh, we got on the more, bus a little more than that once we got on the bus we were doing bluegrass festivals and dad started once i think i was i was 16 when he quit his job and he started we started calling festivals all over the yeah, country dad went major manager mode because we all told him we wanted to and and, he, and mm-hmm. i can look at it now being older and see why dad's like well Food costs money, so he's like, "We gotta go play shows." Also, guys- YOLO. <laughs> hey, hey, do you guys remember what the hardest um, element of the of that decision was? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kurt, do you remember when we when Dad Dad asked us if we wanted to live on the bus and and basically, oh. basically sell the farm, live yep, on the bus, sell the farm, hey, go play music? Yeah, no snowmobiles. Uh, that's, no, that's close. Yeah, close. TJ, you remember? Uh, no ice hockey. Yep. Yes. Oh, we yeah we, we we played ice hockey every weekend and yeah that was the In hardest Buffalo. thing I think to yeah dad said he said if we're gonna do this you guys know we're you gonna we're, we can't play hockey anymore and we were all you like, gotta give up your life in the chill yeah <laughs> you're not gonna make the chill but oh, I would have made the chill if I didn't blow my knee <laughs> anyway so yeah dad went major. <laughs> 
major manager mode and but crazy uh, crazy divine thing we'll fast forward like a long time but like we ended up having roller hockey gear yeah and we brought it with us everywhere and we played hockey all the time yeah we played ho- more hockey did we ever we played trouble? more hockey on the road did we ever get we in trouble for like playing hockey at like you know, in at venues yes. like in the. Back. I mean, yeah, yes. we remember yes. any of the, any we found like massive like like, bar, like giant barns at like. Uh, I remember one festival we played, we played yep. inside a pool barn yeah. or something, and, oh, and, then, and then after like, the festival we just used it as a hockey rink. Yep. and then <laughs> yep. tennis courts. We we had a couple of cops. Yeah, we had a cop us. tell us that if he caught us a third time on a ten- on that tennis court, he would throw us in jail. <laughs> but we were like, okay, so can we do it one more time? <laughs> can we play hockey in jail? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, so wait, so let me. I just want to kind of frame out the time, yeah, the yeah. time frame here, because yeah. there was, you know, the the points of interest are, let's do this full time, yep. right? And at that point, you all lived on a big old farm in, uh, you know, upstate New York, yep. and so then there was a process between which the band grew from let's do this full time to let's sell the farm, yep. right? So yep. so so what was the progression between those two points? It I mean, was like I said, it was super organic. I don't remember like us hunting or like doing any kind of like self promotion. And honestly, like the the level we were at as far as like venues we were playing, it was kind of similar throughout the whole period. It was like bluegrass festivals, like mid size. Yeah, to, like, it was all pretty yeah. mid as far as like you know the world standards of like success or anything like that. We but but it was time. but it was busy. We, we were booking like what a show every other day. And what, once we yeah. what part of the country were you rolling? Through? Once we started touring, like when I was about 16, 17 years old. We were playing, we would count it for the you know, next several years, and we were playing 200 to 250 shows And it was year. all up and down the East Coast. We'd mm-hmm. make trips to Florida and And back. we did end up going, you know, out West, and we also went up as far as Prince Edward Island, Canada. But Whenever your dad comes on the podcast, that's got to be, like, the number one topic we ask him about the business side. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, have some, yeah. I have something to say about the business oh. side. All right, let's hear it, Kurt. I was a Before I was a professional drummer, I was a professional salesman. And for every two hundred dollars of merch I sold, I got five bucks. Oh, yeah. And I made enough money to buy a Nintendo DS. And you add up the money, that was over a hundred dollars, which means I sold a solid amount of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so when Kurt says salesman, just for clarity on anyone, because I was I didn't understand this at the start, he meant when we would play shows, we would have like a, a merch, merch table, table with like records Sorry, and t shirts and stuff. And yeah, the the rule was whoever was running it, if you sold enough stuff then you would get a piece of it, which is like, you know, classic salesman stuff. Um, my business side of it, uh, as the oldest, I made all the CDs because back in those days. Dude, this is classic. CDs. And I Keep- would, every, like, when festival season was coming up, I'd be, uh, before we sold the house, I remember especially doing this. We, dad, dad we, would order we like didn't a have a company. blank CDs. We didn't have a company build yeah, our have product, a printer yeah. and then have a blank bunch of blank jewel cases. And mm-hmm. I would instead like I would spend hours making you know thousands of CDs and putting them yep. together myself. Yep, <laughs> it was a sweatshop. For yep, sure. we were a sweatshop. Hundred percent. Kurt, you sold four thousand dollars worth of merch to get your hundred bucks. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Classic. I still yeah. need more too. The DS was like at least a hundred. Then you had to buy games. Yeah, and then yeah, games. Anyway, and then then I just started stealing. Yeah, you started hacking that. He started hacking that <laughs> DS hard. Yeah, yeah. So, so and that's why I had to be a pirate. So once once we got on the bus, I feel like we got in a steady rhythm of like going back to places like once a year, and we kind of yeah. created a circuit. And Dad would like do really good on the relational side, keeping up with people and like. 
booking shows and making routes of shows where we could travel and live on the bus, but we were making enough money where that was, it wasn't an issue. And this was like exclusively bluegrass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is before any other type of, and then at the peak we got, we got to go out to California. That was like the, probably the biggest run that we did where we went out to California and played this big festival called grass Valley, which was really fun. Um, and then after that we landed in Florida and it was funny because I feel like we were hitting like a peak of starting to get paid really well for bluegrass festivals. And right about that time, we were like, we don't really want to play bluegrass anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was a weird time. So like, lame. I don't want to dog on bluegrass because I do like it. But I, I feel like at that time, and you guys can say what you remember, but I feel like at that time, there was like some newer upcoming bands that were doing really cool stuff. And like the majority of like the traditional bluegrass people were like just dumping on them. And like we w- were like doing newer, cooler stuff too yeah, that we, we, we thought was it. cool. Yeah. And watching these other super talented people like Nickel Creek and Crooked Still and like String Dusters and these really cool bands do cool things and getting dumped on for it. We were like, what? Hey, do you remember the festival in Canada we played with the String Dusters? Like we were like a oh, headliner and they were a headliner. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like a really big festival. I can't remember what it was called. And they were these guys out of Nashville. Like yeah, super- they were these young guys. Yeah. I mean, I kind of knew them. I had met them before they formed the band. I, I met uh, Chris Pendolfi, uh, the banjo player. And... Um, so then we were playing with them, and we did uh, our sets were like right next to each other, I think. And they did their set, and we did ours. And afterwards, the whole line was just our CD table, and they just sat there all by themselves, just drinking beer. We actually, <laughs> we like our, we were signing albums, and like our table we, we was so full that we were like, we were like, hey, can I use your table to sign this? Yeah, CD? we like, <laughs> over like leading into their table. Yeah. It's funny, and uh, but it was just because we had we, we had cuteness factor yeah, had, yeah. and enough no. skill. No, they were work, they're yeah. phenomenal. And, yeah, uh, oh, I yeah. think that festival is very traditional, and we were playing more traditional at that time. And yeah, they were traditional, like they yeah. played bluegrass too, but they were you know they're pushing young hip guys. Yeah, they're like pushing bit. the envelope. I mean, and that's what we wanted to do, dude. We had and they to, kept doing it, and they did well for themselves. To, to sort of quote Ben, we we had those like eighty year old grannies, like yeah, hook, hook line, and sinker. <laughs> they like their candy kisses yeah they want those candy kisses i think they bad. wanted a different song and i was going to play this song first it, i just want to play it. a few seconds of it just because this is a music podcast and uh no i have to find it there it is and the rule is while we play adorable songs we need the commentary yes. okay okay we could give a little space. okay here we go four years old and you still live on a mountain top now i live in town i'm staying Good dad. Good tone. Yeah, dad's laying down the bass. My pitch was pretty good. I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah, you should go back to that. I got Juggle Y. What's that? It's about to rip. Here we go. Get it, Cam! Oh. Yeehaw! <laughs> oh, God, it's so screechy. Stop, stop. <laughs> it's like, eh, eh, That's what it's supposed to sound like. <laughs> I know, it really is. That, and like I said, Granny's hook, line, and singing. like, come on, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> this is what it sounded like on the old records. Yeah, that's how Bill played it. Yeah, this, this was before I was in the band. Okay, I would love to just wrap up 
finally Mike's question though. So we got like tip tip of our bluegrass career. We were getting kind of sick of bluegrass. The culture was kind of stinky. And then so then uh, then Kurt was like, "Well, I'll play drums." We were kind of like really encouraging him, and then he got it like a. Well, dope we were teacher. also that we were wanting to play other things and getting a little rebellious with just playing, sticking to our bluegrass yep. strengths, and that made it hard for Dad to book gigs when we would get up there and kind of fight about the set list. And then you know promoters would be like, uh, "I don't know if I really like this." Yeah, you know? we were we were legit like and going so Dad's to bluegrass all kind festivals, of, you know, trying to figure it out because he wants us. He wanted us to try to pursue what we liked. But he was also like, but this is how we make our money. Yeah, for, for, <laughs> for a long time, there was legit hardcore um, like drama with the set lists. Yeah. Hey, but can we play that clip? <laughs> that went for a yeah, long time. A long play time. that clip of the practice, and that will show everybody what the practices were like. Oh, yeah. Th- th- this is definitely fast forward. Wait, wait, wait. We're, we're fast forwarding yeah. a good bit. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, fill, I'll fill the gap. I'll fill the gap quickly. So we were upset. We wanted to play. We wanted to do more, more. We wanted more than just what Bluegrass had at the time. So Kurt started playing Kit, and that was really cool, but it was definitely major growing pains. Major growing pains. Yeah, you had to shift and the like, whole. Like, yeah, we had to uh, shift everything. Composition of all the yes. music. Yes, and yeah. then we this started the writing. We started really writing, and mm-hmm. then we ended up landing a record deal for some good music in Branson. So we moved out there, found a dope house in Ozark, which my mom was like dying over because it was a really cool house. And but uh, when we like were making that almost at the final stages, that's when the housing market crashed in two thousand eight. And so the record company, anything that wasn't making the money, they just dumped. Which was us. We, we had just it. recorded this whole like original album. Yeah, a lot of songs written by my best friend Miles Fonda and us together. And we also had the album produced by Ben Isaacs of the Isaacs, who's like a pretty well known in like the bluegrass world. Yeah, um, and he's also worked world. with Andre Cou- Crouch. Oh, you really? That's oh, you get We gotta play. Can we clip that? So we, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Anyway, next time. So. Then Ozark, that gets dropped. It goes terribly. So dad kind of like shuffles and is like, well, we can't make money playing bluegrass. The new thing just got dumped. What do we do? Well, somehow we got hired to play in like the Florida Keys. Yeah, well, we were doing doing runs. It was sort of of a... In the midst of all this, we were doing runs into Florida because we had such a good fan base. Florida ended up up being like the one place we always went to to make money. Because we did well there. Yeah, we had a good fan base. And every time we'd go, it felt like we'd get further and further south. Yep. And so at one point we ended up in the keys and some guy was like, go play this open mic at the dockside, right? Wasn't that right? Well, the we, dock we were actually, go play at Cuba. No, we were actually f- replacing a guy's roof. And then he was like, you guys should play, play at my church in the Bro, keys. You just, yeah. you just rocked my memory. <laughs> I remember doing yeah, we were, that. Dad signed us up to like fix this guy's roof. Guys, we're going to Gary's house. Guys, we're, we're gonna, roofers today. Yeah, yeah. yeah, literally. Guys, we're getting up at 10 a.m. Nobody's sleeping in. We're going to tear off this roof. And then we did. Who is it's this business guy? related, I yeah. swear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, Dad, who is this guy? His name's Gary. All right, Gary, we're tearing off your roof. And then Gary, Lounsbury, awesome dude. He yeah. was like, hey, y'all should go play this open mic. And he was in... Uh, Isla Murata. Isla Murata. That's where he was? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, no, no, no. He was in he was Homestead. In the, yeah, Homestead. His church. Homestead. No, his he's church, in Homestead. His church was in uh, Isla Murata that we played at. Yeah. yeah. He was in Homestead. So then he was like, go into this place, the dockside, which is in the keys and play the open mic. We did. Then uh, uh, St. Saint, uh, Peter, Something. that church, yeah, like, in, there was a Catholic church in Big Pastor Pine. Pastor Tony, I think. Pastor Tony, maybe. I don't or remember something. his name. I don't know. But he saw, he was there, which is really funny. We're at this bar playing open mic and there's, there's a pastor <laughs> there. He's like vibing. 
<laughs> so he asked That's called out. Yeah, he, I'm, no, you do you do you do you do all. It's all good. Uh, and then so he asked us to play at his his church, and then kind of same thing. Organic wildfire just spread, and then we ended up moving to the Keys, and we created a massive like following there. We created a living there. Following. Dad can confirm this, and if I'm way off, I apologize. But I remember him saying something crazy like we were clearing like 200 plus k a year playing shows there he didn't tell me that we were clearing a lot oh, yeah, which we, was yeah, really was important because when we li- went to branson and we're trying the new stuff we went like a hundred thousand in debt <laughs> and and, <laughs> and more importantly you were meeting all the celebrities there in the keys facts mm-hmm. yeah. so maybe to one answer day your we'll question that's kind of like the <laughs> progression and then the, we did the keys thing for years and then it felt like eight, nine years. Yeah, maybe. eight, nine to years. To the point where you got sick of it. But we lived, yeah. <laughs> but we lived there. We yeah, lived we there. lived there. We played there. We died there. This Not is really. actually a little bit of a, a, a some lives. I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt's still there right now. I want to hear what we say at the end of this. Oh, oh gosh. Sorry. I want to hear. I think we talk at the end of this. Nope. Wait, wait. Thank you very much. Oh yeah, it goes into the next one. I thought that uh, he talked more. It's like didn't it go sloppy Joe's? Didn't didn't the track go straight into the next one? Yeah, I think it. To sum up our our the keys days, which were nearing the end, we played at Sloppy Joe's from five thirty to nine thirty every Monday for like nine years. And sometimes we would add in another show after that. uh, Yeah, sometimes we drive to Marathon and play Play for like one a.m. Yeah, to like one a.m. It was wild. So yeah, we did that, and then. Uh, we met a guy, Jeff LeCision, who wanted to manage us here in Nashville. And so we did some really cool stuff with him. And then that kind of developed into some of the songs that you that we've released, Forget Me, or, or yeah, all some of that stuff. And that's when it just we, died. We, didn't we talk about, then last time we talked about- We had about, to be men. Yeah. <laughs> didn't last time we talk about uh, where it became Fuel on Fire, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. wasn't there a name before that? I don't remember. The Super yes, Gel. The Super Gel. Oh, yes, there was. Oh. Pull out Isn't this super right gel. around the Let's same go. time? It, yeah, go, someone go grab the guitar solo in Problem okay, I got from it. Super no, Gels. No, Grow, right? Or grow problem? is also Super Gels. Mm, super ge- you guys pro- already played the We, we, yeah. we did oh. play Grow. Yeah, solo we played Grow. I just was wanting to make sure that the Super Gels got into the right time frame in the story. This was like... Yeah, so Super we Gels. We change our name to this weird... Well, it, it felt like it lasted a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Gels was us in the keys. It was like our side project almost. Yeah. When we were, how tra- would have been a better name? I like this name song. Feel and Fire. It was actually the the beginning of our original like modern stuff. Yes. Super Gels. Yeah. yeah. I actually really like this song. I remember we we sent this song to get mastered after we made it, and the guy mastering it was like, "Yo, dude, this song is so sick." And I was like, "And even the guy mastering our song thinks it's sick." And then he was like, "Yeah, you he know prob- he doesn't say that to everyone." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go to the solo at the end of the song. It's Why don't you just tell us more about it while we get up to the solo? <laughs> it's a long one. It, it really is. It's a long song. Handle it. Well, we ended up, you ended up redoing it and releasing it on an album that we don't even have anywhere anymore called Your Chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And it's, I mean, that, the album still has wanna, a few good If we want to talk about like, the songwriting we had the song, I, I, I had this thing where I just uh, said, <laughs> oh. yeah. what, what was it? You would say, "Hey, what's the problem?" Yeah, I would just say, no, "Hey, what's get... the problem?" Randomly, through, like around we, the house. We already talked about that's how Eddie writes songs. Yeah, he's got yeah. the he's got the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, then he finds the melody to fit it together, mm-hmm. and then uh, everything else. Builds we were on. A, we were also uh, Switchfoot, which was 
we re- we loved Switchfoot growing up. They had just come out with Vice Versus, and they had a song Where I Belong, and this like musical vibe definitely was like a Same feel. yeah rip and like our version of a Where I Belong. So shout out to Switchfoot. You can check out their podcast. Actually, you can't because they don't. Have one. <laughs> you can check out their Value for Value, except oh, you wait. can't because they. <laughs> I'm not gonna finish that sentence. We're the only people that do it. Let's Facts. find this. Okay. Oh yeah, here we go. Is this it? Um, a little. It's it's oh, a little like further. A, a little further. Just a little bit. Let ourselves get away. Selfish ambitions don't pay. Eddie sang that. He's like, I don't even know what this means. <laughs> from love. Yeah, there's a whole other chorus. Okay, yeah, get to yeah. it. Forward, forward, all forward. Right, all right, all right. Here we go. We're the problem. I remember I, I played this solo probably 20 times. And it seemed like every time it was getting better. But then the 20th time, I remember Kurt was in the room and he was like, bro, that was the crank sickest it, crank solo it, crank I it. ever heard. <laughs> All building up to the riff, to the licks. Yeah, that's kind of the climax. You can fade out, but wait, I want to. No, I think it gets it. faster at the end. No, there's it? the hammer-ons. Oh, yeah. true. <laughs> and the cutoff thing. Yeah. I also, uh, Eddie was trashing on me uh, a couple po- a couple episodes ago about. Oh, you got to keep it simple, not too much. I'm like, there's like at least eight guitars, just rhythm on this song. (laughs) What I loved about that style of writing is that you get like the emotion in the music at the end. It's not like the pop classic where you just get to the chorus and a bridge chorus. Yeah, it's more story, more journey. Yeah. I love that song. It's a great song. It's got a good full sound it, where you feel also, like you're in the Dorful verse. Yeah, when oh, you yeah, listen yeah. To it. It's also I, it's it's also Ralph's favorite song. Oh, oh really? We, that song usually went over pretty well live too. Actually, yeah, yeah. People like that song. People like that song. Like, like Ralph. Yeah. So that was our closer if, for if a you, long time. Yeah. If uh, you out there in the Dorful verse as you listen to this, hear that and you want it, too bad. I'm not releasing it. <laughs> Just kidding. That one's being held hostage. <laughs> <laughs> All value reserved on that one. So I hope that that was a, a somewhat of a timeline. I mean, there was a couple gaps there, right. but Th- that can segue into one little topic that yep. I thought that we could talk okay. about, which is fun because the way you described it, you know, it's a vibe, right? So we have this project right now going on where we kind of, uh, you know, we're releasing some of your guys' music that has just been sitting in the can. You know, it's been out there, but at the same time, we had now had this opportunity to where we get to kind of release it to a new audience in a, you know. Uh, calculated way, let's say. Which Most of fun. it hasn't been out there, though. Oh, right, I know, which is yeah. what makes it really fun, right? Yeah. So, all right. So, aside from releasing what's already been, what already exists, if you could kind of, um, you know, create something new, I want you to pick a song that you think you might be able to, like, identify the vibe of 
and create an album around. Does that make sense? Do you have like a single song where it could be like a thread you pull that you kind of feel like there's more to to be tapped? I was going to say Ed does. I do. Yeah. All right. So Ed, tell so, me, you don't necessarily, you can play it, but I want to hear your thoughts about it. Yeah. And kind of explain. What you talk about it while you find explain it. Explain it and then play it. Um, and tell us what okay, song I it is. I mean, I had no time to prepare. Oh my gosh. That's okay. Um, it, was kind of a, it was kind of a gotcha question, but I think that's fine. The, the song it's I great. have in mind is kind of right past, or it's in the air of, we, of what we just listened to. Mm. And I think I would love to maybe explore it more because it has, um, it has the sound of um, like pop influence, but... We're, we're kind of sticking to our roots as we're going down that sound. Um, Pop influence, like you mean roots? like the melody and the vocal melody? M- or? Melodies or. and um, structure. 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 Sonic, mm-hmm. like general sonic yeah. uh, vibe. But, it, yeah. but, it, but it's not so far where we're just like we ditch all our acoustic instruments. We, yeah. And then we kind of just. That's what he means by roots. Um, the acoustic vibes. The overall vibe of the song is also a little slower than I would like, but you, you, you get the gist. All right. That's okay. We're, we're just listening for your thoughts, Eddie. You guys won't believe this, but I remember I wrote this song about a girl. <laughs> it sounds like you recorded it to a click. It's actually a disc holder. Yeah, it's a disc holder case. with a pencil. <laughs> Something's I don't know if this is insensitive, but I'm no joke. I think I wrote this song about Kurt's now wife. Cause she was going through some like really hard stuff, and we were we weren't like a thing. But I was talking to her, and she was telling me about it. Fighting every day of your life just to breathe. Sounds like it was pretty intense. Yeah, it was at the time. So, Eddie, what do you hear? Talk more about what you hear in that. Um, I mean, I think... I think uh, without um, losing my train of thought, I would hear... I, I could hear like a... Uh, just like a rock band playing this song, um, but the fact that we that we kind of get the um, like the emotion and the grit with just acoustic instruments is like yeah. intriguing to me. Yeah, like I a agree. lot of times it can be kind of just kind of uh, soft when, when when it's acoustic. Um, yeah, but there's the, a lot of aggression. And the percussion is light in this, but it's like powerful, even though it's like not very much. Percussion. And, and I, I think it just shows off like a lot of dynamics. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like a, it's just like a journey of up and down. Yeah, it's it's, like, a, it's a style that you can uh, warp into kind of anthemic mm-hmm. style to where it's mm-hmm. big time. And, big. and like I feel like it's it's kind of in like the sweet spot of like almost anybody would like this genre, even though it's like mandolins and stuff. It's not like just like bluegrass where it's like yeah. Eh. It's very Nickel Creek, honestly. Nickel Creek it's nails that. A little that. beyond Nickel Creek, though. They da- Nickel Creek, the they nail that just like energy, like acoustic instruments, but what you said, just like so much energy and not like, you yeah, know, but they don't your have, moms. But, don't, but they don't have quite as much like um, 
what's the what's the word I'm thinking for? The like, appeal is different for Nickel Creek. Songs. Nickel Creek is uh, uh, more driving than this, rhythmically, mm. right? It's like steady, 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 steady driving. Yeah. Where this one, yeah, takes its time to build. Mm, yeah, and 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 in this one also, you, you can tell that you guys are feeling the less is more. You know, mm-hmm, let mm-hmm. it build. Yeah, and and we're and we're working off each other's instruments. It's like kind of bouncing all over the place. A little bit of suspense building. I wouldn't say that Nickel Creek has had a lot of suspense in their style of music. Yeah, I would say maybe their older stuff does, but... I mean, e- even... Yeah, I would say it's just lacking maybe, like, the uh, the epicness. Well, it's, N- it's, 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 not, it's, not it's like totally instrumental, instrumentally driven to where... I mean, it's not totally instrumentally driven, but it's mainly instrumentally driven to the point yeah. where it's less of a... Uh, I don't know. It's uh, Incomplete thoughts. Yeah, I mean... It's hard for me to, to really wrap my mind around like why I think. But just listen to this solo. Listen to this. It's sick. It's epic sounding. Yeah, I remember it's just when like we a re- guitar and mandolin. When we recorded it, stuff. it, we were trying to emulate a very Nickel Creek like type of sound where like. Eddie was playing, beating the flip out of his mandolin, <laughs> and I was beating the flip out of my guitar. Like, and we're trying to just like drive pre's and mics, and like and compress it right where it didn't sound like it was kind of like a big experiment. Yeah, we, yeah. we it was what you said. Like, we achieved what we wanted to do. We wanted like the energy and aggression and the big but, sound. Yeah, but like we wanted to feel like you know when you're just like a ripping electric guitar with tons of distortion, it makes you feel a certain way. We wanted that feeling, but from acoustic instruments, which and is, it also backs off yeah, at times. To it, you have it, way more it, dynamic. Yeah, range. it leads to a more dimension yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. so that's sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite songs on there. Classic on that one. Um, well, talking does, about beating the flip out of your mandolin, you want to. Mm-hmm. You yeah. want to go there now? I mean, does, does that answer like your question? Like, yeah, it should, does. should we give someone else a chance? Yeah, I was going to gonna see. Cardi, gonna... did you have something? I don't even remember the question. <laughs> the question was uh, if you could uh, create another forthcoming Dorful album out of the vibe you get from one song, what song would it be, and and what kind of vibe would you be trying to cultivate? I feel like Ben needs to be the one that answers this one next. I think that uh, your the Your Chance album has. I listen to it and I say uh, a good, a, a better like round of producing with like all of us more mature musically and better collaborators. And it's not a naive so, album. Yeah, like very. I, I remember I was very dominant in that. I think TJ had a few moments of really like some dominance. And I, what I mean by that is just like this is my idea. It's the best idea. That, the feel for this. Yeah, I'm and, running and, practice yeah. today. Yeah. You guys are gonna do what I say. Yeah, and like and what we lose there is like I can say idea and TJ can make it better, mm-hmm. and then I can go off of his better idea and make that even better, and then Eddie takes that final final idea and actually makes like this like well, saucy. Put some frosting we'll it really on it. Col- yes, really colorful. Yeah. yeah, and so you get this great collaboration, and I feel like we hadn't like really got that point yeah certain songs hit it and then yeah certain songs missed like it i hard. think a great song that hit it great was uh just can't see that's a classic song really good writing by tj and just like really simple vibe and like musically it just like didn't have the icing on the and cake I feel like we were pulling it in different directions exactly and, i got it yeah. yep yeah if you play a section of that yeah that, it, it definitely doesn't have like that volume. supersonically kind of like all around you yeah like immersive feel that like the last song had yeah 
But it has. I wish it did. Though. It has uh, a lot of elements. We sucked at recording. Is all we're trying to say. Yeah, we did. We were learning it. But all hey, I, I actually do want to shout out Anthony Picone because he helped us a ton with this oh, album. Oh yeah. Yes, he did. I wonder how he's doing now. I remember uh, recording Eddie's vocals on this, and we like refused to use auto tune because we had to like prove to ourselves like we have to actually be able to sing. So we actually didn't use any auto tune on the, this whole Your Chance album. But I remember being like, hey, "You suck at singing, dog." <laughs> I had zero vocal training. I had no idea what I was but, doing. But but if you listen to the vocals, they actually get pretty sweet. And I remember that. Uh, since since Eddie at some point Eddie became kind of like the uh, anointed uh, vocalist of the band yeah, right yep, big time yeah and so right here just sorry to cut you off musically it's got a like almost it almost makes me feel reggae vibes a little bit and then you hear these little fiddle lines it's bouncy yeah and the banjo so yeah like Eddie said lots of compliments there and like it just gives you a feeling and then the, the fiddles in this chorus. They drive it. So who mixed it? I did. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, it's well integrated. Yeah, I tried really hard. Anyways, so that's, that's, a good, that's a good representation of what I think that a song like that had had the elements that like all the ingredients was there and if we could if we were better at collaborating they could even gotten sweeter and then if our technical skills were there maybe yeah. closer to where they are now then you get this thing that's like whoa yeah could you imagine if you had the uh, engineering like knowledge that you had then that you have now R.I.P. Do we get we, do we get <laughs> we get Ben Dorf, or we get Sir Teacher the Raffle, we get Curtis Jones, we get City Beach, all in one oh, yeah. room. And Cousin Mike. <laughs> and Cousin Mike. Cousin, <laughs> Cousin Mike. I get to be the coach. Yes. <laughs> here, uh, Doug Laws feature right here. Uh, where does Doug? Yeah. On the guitar. Oh yeah. Oh. Here's me on the slide guitar. The wah pedal. Kurt's laying, oh, that, yeah. Kurt's laying down that groove. Yeah. No, that's not Kurt. All right. That's enough of this song. Who is it? That what was do you mean? Philip. It is? No, that was oh, Philip right. Roman. It's Philip. Wait, for real? Yeah. 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 You're right. <laughs> Kurt's, <laughs> Kurt's grown up his whole life. He's like, I was so sick on this album. <laughs> okay. Um, I just, I, you know, Phil's here right now. I just sold him a drum set for like 75 bucks. Nice. So I sell him a drum set every four years. I uh, wouldn't say that that's like my song where like I think... We could like do a killer thing. You're saying that's that's what we. I'm saying that's a good do. rap. That's in a good yeah good rap. I think the whole Your Chance album is filled with that. You just pulled one from there. I just pulled one from there. Your Chance, the the songwriting, the lyrics of Your Chance are like whoa. That's like next level. I think I love that. That's funny. Keep keep talking because I was gonna find one from that one where I felt it was a really fun. Uh, what I liked about it, it was. It, it was really fun because it was it's one of those songs i can find it teach i've got it i've got it it's a it's because it's uh you know fun lyrics because it's a little bit uh a little bit cheesy you know i can tell you know, i should say i could tell it seems you like the smirk on your face well it seems I know like song he's talking about. it seems like there's a little bit of humor that goes into writing this does it start with what, a B? Uh, oh no no okay no good. it doesn't okay. hold on okay i can find it yeah i thought he was gonna i thought it yeah 
We gotta find the yes. live one. Oh. I, I hope that people start bombarding us like, we want this album, we want this album. Like, no, you don't. No, here and we go. And then we'll put it out and they'll be like, it's not that bad. Your chance remastered. Maybe. Oh, this is good. Oh, hold on. Where are we at? Oh, sorry. Just turn it up. I think it's. Okay. Oh, it is the song. Yep. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. Start yeah. to the oh, B. Gosh. Oh, gosh. Please don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is good. This is like. Oh, wait. No, but this is live. Classic, guys. Oh, can, can you find the one on your chance album? Yeah, the live no, version the, is. The, the live version is, is funnier, I think. Uh, okay. Uh, and, all right. Okay. And it's fun. We'll give him a chance. Here we go. What? <laughs> 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 no, it's good. Hold on. <laughs> oh my gosh, how long is this intro? You like intros. <laughs> my voice sounds like I have a frog stuck in my throat. <laughs> oh, it's 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 fun. This one's fun. It's compared to the album one. Is that more volume? No, it's all the way up. Okay. Just we got not be It's not mastered. Don't tell me you mixed either <laughs> yeah no this is this is not the same one as the one i was listening to earlier let me see if i can find it there's a version on your chance album i feel like the oh, okay. might have been this one i think this is ethan on drums yeah it's it ethan like on drums ethan fonda okay there's so many well, this one's different than the other one this too. one's this it's one... not a good rep though I was listening to one live where it was. This one isn't live. There's a live one on Sloppy Joe's album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the one. If I have to listen to the intro again, yeah, I know. It. I'm no, done. The intro's so long. Uh, stop. What are you doing? Like, we needed some spoken word right here. Yeah. I gotta put my tremolo pedal on. I think I can. More intro! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're coming up this new song it's called backup guy intro <laughs> all right dj will find it. i'll turn it down dang i wish i had the right version of it hold up if i was eddie out hiding in a cave after this episode oh gosh. it's all it's all good it's, I, it's I accept cute. the past cute. for what it is for what it was oh listen to those harmonies we had some three parts there we go tuesday found it wow <laughs> Okay, you guys better find this fast. There it is. <laughs> yeah, gosh. No, oh, that's just it. gonna see. Come on. Uh, All right, I'm I'm getting done with this song. <laughs> I know, right? We complimented it once. We can't talk about it anymore. Yeah, I know. So this is easy. I don't know where. When All, right. It's all right. All right. Maybe <laughs> so, okay, sorry, Mike. Mike. Maybe <laughs> it was okay. one of those ones with the you know the whole show when it was like an hour long track. Uh, it also, it I think been. I know what Mike was getting at though. They're, the lyrics of Backup Guy definitely do have kind of like a somewhat sarcastic, silly, fun vibe. And I think... But I also melancholy in like the yeah, lonely guy uh, kind of way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I believe TJ I wrote read, that. Yeah. Yeah. But I know that it... It, I can it kept happening to me. <laughs> I can hear though, I can hear like Miles Fonda in like TJ's ear because they would write songs like he would write songs yeah. TJ and, and they show them I was listening to a version where you could hear the kind of like humor come through as you're playing it live because you know there's an energy where you're like all you can tell when you're kind of having fun yeah we're like, playing, <laughs> like I've seen you guys enough enough live where I can tell when you guys are um, you know when you were kind of uh, doing it because it was your job yeah. and then mm -hmm. when you were doing it because you, you were jamming you yeah. know yeah, and that one was a fun one because it, you know, it's 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 got good lyrics. 
it's got good uh, composition, but it's more fun of, it's got a better vibe when you're just jamming for fun and being silly kind of while you're playing it, as opposed to like listening to it as a finished product. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, and we're so serious about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. I definitely do not want to be your backup guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can we let move the record on from reflect. this song? I was going to say, speaking of jamming, uh, maybe, we, uh, maybe we jam here. Oh, yeah. Let's do a little. That was, Wait, I want to hear TJ's answer. Okay, right. giving everyone a chance. I like that. Well, I think it would line up a lot with what Ben's saying. The Your Chance thing was one of the. Your Chance is it? Was that the album was one of the ones that I I didn't have as much um, participation in that as I would have liked, but I was there for a lot of it, and it. I think the lack of me not being able to be committed to it as much as you guys were, um, just with my time because of having a young family and all that was, uh, it. I think we could have, like, all that collaboration Ben was talking about, I think it would have worked out better if I was in it like you guys are in it every day going into the studio and all mm-hmm. that kind yeah. of thing. And and I'd like to get back and do that, like, now. You had to raise like a J-Dog. Said. Yeah, we need a J-Dog. And what stinks is we were so young. You had to raise a J-Dog at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah and we were so different. young. Like, I remember there's this, the song that I wrote on there, uh, Love Like Yours, is hashtag hard to find, trendy. <laughs> that was one of the first songs that I wrote that I actually walked away from like being proud of writing a song. Yeah. And then after that I wrote Worth Fighting For. Mm-hmm. And so uh no you can finish your thought. Go ahead. Well, I was that that's basically okay. it but just it, like I'm I'm right with you guys with this vibe though because like Worth Fighting For just can't, um can't see like all with the instrumentation yeah. timing but then having a flow so it's not every song can't be so Worth Fighting For. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something that Dad's really going to like is that I feel like that album like if I look at that album in like the whole era of our whole like band life, mm-hmm. not the era of the band life, but the whole time band life, yeah, timeline. Um, I see like all the bluegrass before, and then I see where kind of we went, which like super going, super electric, kind of pop rock, all that stuff. And I feel like your chance kind of is like right in the middle of all that. Oh, your chance. I love this song. And I think we all kind of agree on yeah. that. Yeah. So it's like all it's like the best of both worlds, kind of right yeah. in the middle. Like this song, I feel like it's so organic because I like figured out how to use a drum machine for the first time and make a groove that felt like not robotic and just like finger picked a guitar part and just started like saying exactly what I thought about my now wife, Emma. If we're going to play this song, we're going to have to start talking about what songs we're releasing because I had... That's true. This was on my list. Oh boy, this one? That's one of them. I had another one too. I won't give it yet. Okay. Do you guys want to talk about that, and then we can play and a little then, jam and then, a little and then we can that? end it end it out on yeah. a jam. End sounds good to we me. Just got started. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta work tomorrow. Same. <laughs> crank crank this chorus, unless you just stopped it. No, it's not stopped. Sean Watkins inspiration on the guitar. This is what you did to me. Yeah, just straight up. I just can't sing without your melody. It was just like I what I loved about it, looking back at it now, it's there's nothing magical about like the production or songwriter or anything. There's nothing like glamorous. But what I love about it now is like it's so simple. Like you listen to the lyric and if you apply it to a, someone that you care about, it's just like yeah, the the music and lyric matches how I feel, mm-hmm. and it and still feels like a full sound. Yes, it's yeah. it's just a drum machine, a bass, some guitars, and singing a melody. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway. Yeah, we don't need you, Kurt. <laughs> yeah. You gotta machine. play the drum machine. I remember Kurt. we tried to play the song a couple times li- live. Was it hard to sing? I hated and, playing it anyway. And so, Kurt didn't like playing it. It's such so. a good groove. I don't know. Kurt, Kurt is a little hyper, I feel like, on yeah. drums. He didn't like the simple grooves. That's okay. <laughs> and then Joe was struggling a little bit with the groove, too. Like, And it's, it is really robotic. With that, like, three kicks. Dan, dan, dan. Yeah. Hey, uh, Kurt wants someone to play that soundbite. Do you have the soundbite? Which one? Oh. Oh, the one, the practice one. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, yes, I, I wanted to that. play it a few times. The practice one where where it's in the. Uh, oh, this I think one. I know. You got me to play it. This one. Kurt, hey, come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, not that, but this. Kurt, don't play it all. <laughs> Kurt, don't play it all. This is this is another good one. Our dad actually played bass with this growing up, but he talked way too much, so we kicked him out of the band. <laughs> kicked him out of the van. Now we got all the girls. Uh, okay, wait, I'm gonna. More. Folks, I'm sure proud of them kids. They are talented, aren't they? You know, it's just a shame they can't read or write. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. I'm gonna say. I know we said we we said we jam and we still can, but I would I would gander and I would propose. What if we go through the whole pick the next song drop? And then next epi, we we set up to jam real. We good. promise okay. to jam at the start. No, we I don't. think we need to fulfill it. Yeah, but we can do whatever we want. So our podcast. That's we true. We could pick the song and jam. Exactly. Maybe we pick Let's a song jam out and then attempt Let's to jam play out it. And it can once fade we out. suck so okay. bad, I say well, jam. I'm new to podcasting. Is it a thing where you start a podcast and you say it's long? Say it's like this one's a little long. Say you get 40 minutes in and you're starting to think to yourself, "This is long." Do you just pause it? And like, go do whatever you have to do, or you listen to something else, no. and then later you come back and finish it. Yeah, I, I think I nope. think that once we start jamming, we should just jam. But before we jam, we should uh, go through our our nominations, pick a song, and then that way we're not like thinking, oh, we should quit jamming and yeah. get back to talking. Right. I yeah. know my no- nomination. Let's it, do it. It's off that album, but I'll let you guys go first. Kurt, I want to hear you. Don't 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 pick me first. <laughs> okay, uh, I had a song Mike. I really like, but I I don't think it's gonna go for value for value. I could okay. I, I could pick one. I I've got one that I've that I that I think would be fun, but I've also I go, I could be persuaded otherwise. So I'll find the one I'm looking for here and I'll play a little bit of it, and then you can tell me what you think about uh about it because it was one of the ones that I had looked at fairly fairly is recently your, is it the, your son's favorite song uh it might be yeah are you are you spying on the parsec over here here it goes right no no i'm not i was just guessing you know you're getting old oh you feel like love this song in your eyes. we played this song at ed's wedding and uh my dad said that's not your song you thought you were playing a cover yeah Wait, we said that dad or mom? Dad, we played it at, at Ed's wedding. We opened with it because it's a solid song, especially live. And uh, dad was like, what's that first song? I was like, oh, it's the song we wrote. He's like, no, that's not your song. <laughs> your songs are only about girls. I overheard Charlie singing this part of this song right now. I overheard Charlie singing that to himself the other day. I'm like, you just wanted to be a man? You're three. <laughs> you don't even know what a man is. I love this song. This is it, in my top. Yeah, top. this is in my top, though. Part of me is like, keep it in the top vault for keep later. Keep it in the top vault while we keep trying to build value for value. And I mean, it's not that it. good. What? 
Kurt, you're off the podcast. Kurt, yeah, yeah, you are canceled. If I had a soundbite of like the Discord ding, I would have played it right there. <laughs> no, I, I agree because that was a thing where me and Teach were talking before we ever had podcasts. Like, what's top ten? What's top five? Well, what do we want to hang on to? What yeah. What do we want to yeah. keep people's interests with? Yeah. Um, and I think this one falls straight into the. Um, just outside the top five, but solidly within top ten, I think this oh, one. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. great. Yeah, I love this part. Oh, nope. I mean, oh, shit. I can't hear you. Ouch. Oh boy. Hey, it's okay. Hey, I know people. People like Kurt. Like, let's just have the whole album out. Let's have. Hey, we're having fun making this no, podcast. The drip is just, the win. Yeah. Me and TJ have been talking about like the 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 cool part of the Dorful verse is that Eddie makes stuff, that Kurt makes stuff, that I make stuff, and there's so much going on. And I make end of show mixes. Yeah, and there's so there's so much going on. And then we have all this music from our past and all like this stuff that we want to do now. Who knows the timeline of that? Ed, did you have anything? Um, not without iTunes in front of me. Okay. Uh, here, I, got, I, got I had one song. Go, Kurt. Eddie's looking. But it's in Discord. Someone has to play it on the Parsec computer. Oh, my. Really? That's it's, it's the Nate Grower version. Oh, okay. Oh, is it what I think it is? This is so interesting. What a what a left field pick from Curdy Squirty. <laughs> Curdy Squirty. <laughs> <laughs> Someone gonna play it or what? Ed's not, looking right now. Ed's looking for something. I'm not sure if he's I looking for his Discord. song or if he's looking for your no, song. No, you, you play Kurt's first. Go to Discord and play that joint. You could even talk while I uh, while you play it. Yeah. Uh, this song that Kurt wants, that's Kurt's, Kurt's queuing up in Discord, is one of those, like, we could, we could, like, play our instruments pretty well, and we knew we weren't great singers, so we were, we went through a couple phases where we tried to make some really intricate, like, complex musically music. Let's hear it. <laughs> this song is called Fatty McFat Fat the Grasshopper. What inspired that name? I mean, featuring, yeah. featuring who? This actually is not Nate. It's not Nate. Sure. We wrote this song with our friend Nate Grower, the most incredible fiddle player of all time. Yeah, for sure. Her her violence sounds so different on some parts, so it yeah, confused me. Is, was this one recorded with the second greatest fiddle player of all time? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Kim. Kim. Kim agrees. Nate I, is literally the greatest. I just found the Nate version on, oh, in Logic the other day. I just didn't get to put it in yeah. the library yet. But it's very similar. This one's a little... So, oh, we were all a little more polished. Yeah, how we wrote this song is we were at uh, Wind Gap Bluegrass Festival with our friend Nate. And Eddie and Nate were... were uh, we, this was the beginning of our rebellious stage. And they were making fun of, like, traditional bluegrass and, like, how... Uh, like they, they were like playing complex garbage to like make fun of how simple bluegrass was and so they started making this song and then i jumped in and it just turned into this song we're listening to now and then we we're like we need a name for this this is like this is like mild and then mild? i remember we literally like collectively looked down next to us and there was a grasshopper yeah, there's a grasshopper and so we called it fatty mcfat fat this is also heavily inspired by the artist abdullah ibrahim yeah, this line. Yep. Isn't that like a jazz piano yeah. kind of guy? Or something? Yeah, we literally straight, straight from Africa. Africa. <laughs> African jazz. No, 
nice. You like All right. jazz. You like jazz? Okay, so that's Kurt's pick. Nice instrumental. Vibe. The Nate Grower version would have been sick too, though. But I'll find it. It's all good. It's okay. good background music. It's Eddie, did you find what you wanted? Nope. Oh. What I'm looking for? Oh, sorry. Oh, that will never have value. Uh, give, me the, give me the name. I'll see if I can find it for you. Let's break, break um, it to me. No, I don't. I don't have a name yet. Everything's just like cobwebs at the moment. I'm kind of like. Oh, I'm, 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 we have I'm some defragmenting right now. Find we have some boosts. What album? Might have asked for boosts. songs or no? Oh, Guys, okay. Boosts. Yeah, Let's get, go to boosts right now. We right. didn't, wait. We keep jumping around. Let's Kurt, keep it on track. Kurt, can you go we're, to the? Dis- we're trying to. We're trying to save Eddie. Let give him some time to think of the song. So we still have to get his song. I can play a little background music while. Uh, well, while Teach does. I think I, I can also. I can also fill some space with some thoughts about uh, the the release of songs. What I think is interesting about the way that we're doing it is, uh, in the time jumping that we're doing, if you don't listen to the podcast episodes or you just like click on the wrong song you could like hop into the dorful verse and be like these guys are terrible <laughs> why is everyone they, raving about yeah, that they can't, they, can't, they can't sing they can barely write like they're it's Oops. sorry about that it's okay noise yeah so that's kind of funny hey. but it, but it doesn't necessarily bother it doesn't bother me yeah hey I kurt do you got the um boosts up in front of you i have a few you have um you have a lot of boosts for your banjo music. Get your, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your, do get your boost you. ready. I'm going to play you Eddie's pick. This is okay? my pick. This is, like, um, this is how I see it as the um, second generation, the next generation of Text Me or something. And I also... Of, uh, <laughs> of Candy Kisses. Oh, and I also think that, that there's a perfect value for value remix opportunity on this song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah we're... Uh, this is the one that TJ is supposed to be working on. Yeah, Teej gets work on it. The value for value this, this boosting. This is the next value for value boost boosting remix. Oh, song. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I like this idea. Boost me or something? Yeah, something. It's <laughs> a great idea. Miles Fonda wrote this song. Yeah. R.I.P. Yes. You're always waiting to hear from me, girl. So many times. Ben's voice was changing. You yeah, whenever we listen to old things, there's obviously a lot of cringe. And I'll listen to old stuff with Emma where we'll be driving or something. And she she's of the opinion, I'm speaking for her, that even as bad as me and Ed both were, Eddie was way worse. <laughs> Oh, it's a good thing Eddie can't hear right now. I know. He just walked away in the bathroom. That's why I said that. (laughs) I think Eddie would agree. This makes me think of Sir Brian with an eye and his replies and everything. Shout out. The lyrics of this song are so good. And when we do boosts, just turn the song down, fade it down a little bit. I like how they describe the terms of the cellular plan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Only after nine. Yeah. While this solo's going, I'm going to thank some people. I have a boost from Air Snare. It's enjoying the banjo, Sir TJ. Very nice. Thank you, Bear Snare. I also have a boost from Latosh. I think I know who that is. Thank you, Latosh very much for all the boosts. She's boosted our songs, a bunch of our songs. And uh, another one from Anon for my banjo stuff. Uh, 
Thank you, Anon. That's awesome. Now Text pause the lyrics. And you'll find I am not a man who can't think of a reply. I'm not a man. <laughs> I'm not a man. I'm a woman. <laughs> I sound like a woman. My time for you is unlimited. Unlimited bandwidth. But only after nine and on weekend. Unlimited data. Unlimited eight. Unlimited data up to thirty gigabytes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unlimited boosts until your wallet runs out. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if a lot of people have to explain that to my kids. Uh, it's like um, there used to be this thing where you could text unlimited at, after certain times on the weekends. And, yeah. And yeah. A lot I of people almost don't even remember that. A lot of people don't relate to that. TJ, they're like, was the world even worth living in, Dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> TJ, right. you missed a lot of boosts. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, I'm um, boosting. I got to tell thank us what they Dre- said, too. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. got to thank Dreb Scott for boosting uh, the beer root reg. Loving the music. He sent a huge, ma- a huge boost. Along with Anon, those were both big boosts. Thank you, big boosters. Ugh. I like Stephen I B. Like, I like big boosts. I'm, I'm, I'm working my way my way down the list, Kurt. Oh, but are if you going I would love it. I would love it. There's you guys keep chatting in the boost chat, and it makes me a little bit annoyed because now I have to yeah, scroll through a bunch. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I, TJ, I have all the way up to last week. Like Kurt, I would love for someone else to do the boost. Do it, Take yeah, it over. yeah, I got it. Stephen B. To TJ, beware of banjo. Um, this song should have way more sats. Mike Newman to do. Don't forget me. I love this song, fellas. This is what headphones are for. Wait, that's kind of old, actually. Nick, uh, love this track from Curtis Drums. Yeah, from he heard the show on Boostergram Ball, and I'm not sure which track it was. It's probably um, what if he? What does Adam played on, on Charlie? That? No, it's, I think uh, it was uh, the first no, track. Call on me album. medley. Yeah, it's just a. Yeah, two two songs in one. Yeah, so he he said thank you. Thank you. Yep. We got a one from Sir Spencer. He said this track never gets old, and it's for Bloodshot Lies. Thank yeah, you, Sir Spencer. Original banger. Heck yeah. And that was got, the first time. That was the first song me and that we made that I was like super proud of. It. Yeah, you made. Yeah. We like we submitted it to Rocket thing. League. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember me and Kurt like borderline blew our studio monitors because we were so proud of that song. We played it as loud as it would go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, next in the list we have Booberry. He boosted. Uh, he says value found exclamation point. And he sent into uh, the Dorfel verse. I would I would say the whole amount of boosts, except I know it splits a bunch of ways, so I'm not gonna do a bunch of math and find it. But um, thank you. Got the music. Sorry. Oh yeah, I was digging that song. Um, let's see. It's great boost music. Yeah. I think. Oh, we have um a Namus user. Great song. Thanks for sharing your music. My kids and I love listening. I think that's our cousin Laura. Thanks, cousin Laura. We have Chad F. Cousin Laura. Chad F. Thanks. Now I have sweet corn and watermelon stuck in my head. Oh no! <laughs> do we have? A, do we have? I a believe we got a couple sweet corn and watermelon. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! That I, I'm gonna hack that song into oh, Valley for Oh, Valley. here we go. Let's see, next we have Trail Chicken. It says love all caps this song. And it Chicken? is. Which song Chicken? was it? Into the door for verse. I'm trying to figure out what song. Oh, thought it was real. Okay. They all caps love that song. Good pick, yeah. boys. Yep. Did we release that song? Yeah, we did. Yep. Oh, Speaking of the artwork, cousin Mike. Speak- oh, there it is. We have another one from from Delorean from the podcast, great podcast, Bowl After Bowl. 
um, with her husband, Sir Spencer. And she says, sweet corn and watermelon boost. Love this episode's guest musician format and hearing more Miles stories. Thank you for uploading this music, V for V, and for everyone to enjoy. TJ, for doing a Bulls with Buds with Spencer. Excited to host other Dorfels in the Bull someday. Yeah, or and cousin Mike. I think we need to get cousin, cousin Mike. Mike. Be cool. <laughs> well, I, did we go around the room with our picks? Because I gave my pick. Yep. Eddie gave a half-hearted pick. Kurt gave a pick. I gave a fun pick. All right, my which turn. one would? Which one did you pick, Kurt? Was that while I was going potty? But, fatty McFat well, Fat. Oh yeah, I Fatty McFat really, Fat. Yeah. I hadn't considered the song we had just released, and what we, what was that? That was thought it was real. Yes. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hey, the last one. Boys, that song's pretty emotional. I just wanted know? to give, give a one final round about thanks everyone for boosting and interacting with our podcasts. We yeah. really, really appreciate it and love it, and uh, makes it really fun. So my favorite you. thing uh, about going on my Albi wallet is looking for what people say, not how much they boost. Yeah, <laughs> that's the magic right there. Is yeah. the connection? It's not he, about the like, amounts. I've gotten. It's like, I mean, the amount I've is gotten, great, but yeah, yeah, I've gotten good boosts from people. <laughs> And but no joke, like I'll open it to see if they said anything, and if they don't say anything, you're a little I'm, sad. I'm like more sad than <laughs> when I get a little boost and they say something. I got you. Yeah, because I'm like mean boost. Anyways, yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure I we thank we thank everyone properly because it, it's song. really awesome. It's, All right, so can can I go to my song now? Yes. Ben didn't pick one though, did he? Maybe ben, should, I don't think Ben's ready to pick one. I don't, I don't think I don't think the Dorful verse can handle what's in my Dorful verse. Ben, Ben's, <laughs> Ben's too ben, Ben's too busy busy making music. It's our job. To, we're like his agent, teach. like True. a coach slash agent. If, if it were up to him, he'd never release anything. Oh wait, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, facts. There was one song I always wanted the guys to pull back out, and they never did. I what never is it? found it. What is it? It's the robot song. Oh, I have that. <laughs> I love that song. I'm a robot. It's great for AI, the AI theme that everyone's going with nowadays. And we should probably have AI finish writing it. Oh, please, here honestly. we go. TJ's going straight to the Your Chance album. <laughs> TJ's coming out with all the stops. Swinging for the fences. Just, it's upbeat, but then it's like spacey. Mm-hmm. It's got banjo and mandolin in it, which is all the elements we were talking about big, that I missed. Big sound. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is the second time this song's been brought up. As a, we should release this song. Yeah, I'm. I'm just bringing it back. Wait, to the song table. is released. No, it's not. No, it's not. I remember. Uh, it's on SoundCloud. When we made it's this, up, the lyrics. We're talking are about value for value. I here, know. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I feel like, actually, no joke. I think this was the beginning of City Beach. No joke, because I remember we had like a couple songs ready. Um, for maybe we wanted to make an album and then Eddie made this verse and he showed it to me and I was like dude that synth bass is sick <laughs> and then it just like it all built around like his vocal and whatnot and the vocal FX yeah I, I remember we were like sitting on that slow verse for a long yeah time. slow verse and then like the the call and answer of lyrics to like O's and melody I yeah. loved that. Yeah, we, we were trying to get away from having a lyric on every line. It was yeah. Like, hey, how can we ha- just have music sometimes? Not yeah. Just and then words. also, this chorus was one of the first choruses that felt kind of big, but the music isn't like actually blaring. Like, there's no like. Because we didn't use real drums. Exactly. It felt big and it only had like two words. Yeah. Of course. This yeah. is real drums. <laughs> yep. It's all about the melody here. Uh, I, I say yes for this one, for sure. I, I will say. The reason I picked this is I'm sort of thinking of the order that we've picked things in as if it was an order of an album. I know you don't have to do that, but for some reason my brain works that way. And 
So we re the last one we thought it was real. The one before that was um, three years. So we were just like kind of sl slowed down a little bit three years, and then thought it was real isn't low energy, but it's got kind of a slower beat or something. It's sad. Um, and so this kind of picks it up. The lyrics are a little more uplifting, and it's also bringing kind of steering us to that vibe of some banjo and mandolin sounds. I like that. That's um, cool. Although another thing I thought was good about Mike's pick was it it has the uplifting beat. It's a it's a good song. I would actually be it kind of stays in the format of that production quality because that one's probably the quality on that's a little bit better than this one. Um, so I, I'm open to you know everyone coming together and helping us decide. And it's not like oh yeah this has to be this one, but um, that so. Between all the songs brought to the table, I, I think... Remind me what Mike's I, pick was my again. My favorites are... Now I Know. Now I Know okay. or this song at the moment. Or I, this one. Or, or we could let the boosters decide. The boosters? Just not release anything. <laughs> They've we heard could just give them two choices and then well, if they boost we one have, over the we other. Like. I'm thinking about the Sweet Corn. Uh, all the boosts that, y'all, that we got from that. I think uh, you have an opportunity. We played a lot of stuff today. Yep. And it could be an opportunity for people at this point to go back and say, okay, I really liked this thing and just boost it and, hey, release this or I'll never boost you again. <laughs> Depends how fast TJ can edit this episode. Yeah. Oh, I got it. I got it, boys. I got it. I don't know. I like the they don't know pick. Mm -hmm, I, same here. I, I, really, I really think that now now I know is worth saving. I really think... I. I strongly feel like I have that's almost fine. put that whole album on so many times. I always want the album out there, kind of yeah. like Kurt, but I'm like, no, this is. Well, You're I'll talking about the Your, Your Chance album? Yeah, yeah. Just because yeah. there's some songs on there too that are kind of like funny. Cause well, the way, not that great. the way that it's been, uh, you know. But we're doing it this way. I the like way it. everyone's calling back to it being their favorite era, <laughs> it, it has to be the one that gets released. I yeah. think. I wonder, I, I wonder yes. what Joe would say. We could just he do it in probably honor. Agree, honestly, in honor of our past, we could just release that one and then never touch the, those songs again. You know, I disagree. Don't. I'm joking. I, don't never I'm touch joking. That again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm down I'm for. I I think it it feels pretty. I mean, it's hard. You want to just get bangers out there, but we have so much time. And again, if we do the funnel thing, we have so much time. And, and still, we haven't decided on how to actually, you know, record this podcast. So, like, you know, we're still sharpening our edges. You know. Yeah. So I think maybe they don't know is the move this week, and then as things cruise uh, along, yeah. Um, because I mean, Mike said I, I want to know what, what Ben thinks. And they I'm don't like, know, and now I know. Yeah, exactly. What, what do I know? Oh. All right, so we are gonna release. They don't know next. Dot com. <laughs> so, oops, sorry. Oh, jeez, the vibe. <laughs> I think it's decided. I think we're going to hold off the jam. The, we'll do the jam next episode. Uh, I was just going to say as a closing thought of we should definitely do they don't know, they don't know but Mike asked earlier oh what's in Ben's head? What's in my head is the like seven hard drives plugged into my computer. So much crap that no one's Like some, some stuff you guys haven't even heard. Like there's a song that Ed's probably heard He's probably heard it, and maybe some other people. But there's this song that I wrote for Kurt when his one of his long-term girlfriends turned into a freaking sausage. <laughs> but it's a freaking That's gonna dope be the song. podcast gold. <laughs> it's a dope song. It's called My Brother. I wrote it about Kurt. All right, all right, Ben. If you yeah, have seven I, I hard drives full of scratch tracks, you need to bring some of that for good times. I know. 
I need to upload it to TJ's thing. I will. And also, Ben, are you are you going to commit to becoming a full full time member of the podcast? Well, I have to ask my wife. <laughs> Good answer. I mean, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in to this episode four of Into the Dorfalverse. And I'm Sir TJ the Wrathful. And I am Shredward. And I'm Curtis Drums. And this is Ryan Fonda and Seth Fonda. Playing Sweet Corn and Watermelon. Sorry, I just had to shout them out. Yep, this is, and this is Cousin Mike. Cousin Mike! And across from me is... Cousin, Cousin Mike. And I am... Benji or Benjamin or you're ben, Dorfy. You're Ben Dorfel. Ben okay. Dorfel. You're just Ben Dorfel. We don't know my name yet. I want to be Dorfy. Too bad. That's TJ's what people used to call my dad on his hockey team. Hey, what's up, Dorfy? I'm Dorfy boy. Speaking oh, of, right. we need to get the old man on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. It'll happen. Well, GG boys.